Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. It's time for how to when we address the sorts of decisions we don't take every day. Today it's how to build an extension. The architect and home of the year judge Hugh Wallace is here to talk us through it. Afternoon, Hugh. Hello and a happy day. Uh, to, I, I don't know how you're going to answer this, but do you necessarily need an architect to build an extension? Yes, you do. And a hundred percent of cases. Yes, because otherwise you get it wrong. You're just about to spend lots of gorgeous money. Yeah. And the fundamentals you have to get right and you need specialist people to do that. And unfortunately, we now live in a world of complications and building regulations. So everything you build has to be signed off, not necessarily by an architect, it can be by an an engineer, Mm -hmm. but it does have to be signed off. Otherwise, you won't be able to sell your house. Right. Okay. Yeah. But, but okay. Well, it has to be on. But but an, an engineer could do all. Oh, absolutely. Stuff, yes. An engineer could do that. Yeah. No. Because I'm but just thinking know, if somebody but you has know a... an architect. We're very special people. Oh no, absolutely. You know, and we love you. I that's, mean, we love our clients. See, I'm thinking uh, that's more for hugs. Uh, uh, I, I'm thinking more if you want to like build, you know, a ten square <laughs> meter extension on your house, you might necessarily need, and you know exactly. No, no. What's but to you be need mind. you need an architect. Yes. You need an engineer. Yes. Because uh, you're going uh, to dig a foundation. Yeah. So the. Actually, there's a load of questions coming in already. So what's the the first principle is presumably you're in your house and you have some sort of rough idea of what it is you want. You sit down with your architect, let's say. Or engineer. Or engineer. Or uh, a builder. uh, And and what do you need to go through at that point? Well, you have to question, do you need an extension? Because a lot of people actually build extensions and don't need them. Mm. And in doing so, they end up with rooms in the house that become either dark or unused. So the first question is to say, I have this house. Can I work within the existing envelope and transform it into my dream home? OK, because presumably some in some cases, people might have the assumption that if they build an extension that adds value to the house, does it necessarily? No. Yeah. No, quality. Yeah. It's all about quality. So if you can have a house which is two bed or two and a half bed and you can get the bathroom spot on, and you can get the finishes perfect, and you can get the connection between the house and the garden really working, and you have a fabulous kitchen, your value is there. Yeah, okay. So, say there is then uh, um, a legitimate reason uh, to build that extension, what has to be taken into account at that point? Sun. The first thing is people forget where the sun rises and where it goes down. So they stick an extension, I've seen it, where people stick extensions down and actually block the sunlight. (laughs) so that's not a good start right okay Um, and the opportunity to put an extension on is again to review the house to actually have a good look at is the kitchen at the back or should it be at the front and so you should challenge everything you're going to do because if you build an extension you can put on an extension of 400 sorry 40 square meters yeah internally so it excludes the walls And people forget that. So you can actually build, you know, basically about 500 square feet of of an extension. Okay, and that 40 square metres, does it matter if it's two storey or one storey? It can only be single storey. Right, okay. Only single storey. Otherwise, you need planning permission. It can't peek out to the left or to the right. Right. It has to be behind. Yeah, And if it peeks out by one foot, you're in breach of planning. 
Oh, right. Okay. So people sometimes make an error and sort of nudge it over a bit. Yeah. And then you don't have planning. And then when they go to sell the house, every all the solicitors go, oh, drooly, drooly, yummy yeah. fees. <laughs> right. So, okay. So uh, we have to be... Now, the, the, is there any kind of... Um, if you buy a house that has already been extended completely legitimately, that's your 40 metres used up? Yes. No matter when it took place. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah, just be clear about now, that. Now, there's little nuances yeah. in the planning system. Okay. So if you have a garage and it's attached to your house, you can also convert the garage as part of the house plus get the extra 40 square metres. Okay. So if, if you have had an extension put on, uh, but the garage is still there unconverted, you can still go ahead and do that without Correct. permission. Correct. Yeah. Does it matter if uh, if the garage is is facing the street or you doesn't know? matter? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Right. So, um, where were we? Yes, light is. It, 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 you don't want to darken oh. your house by building an extension, obviously. Yeah, an awful lot of people build an extension across the back of the house. Yeah, but in so doing, they actually have two rooms which have no natural light. Yes. So, yeah. the perfect solution for an extension is actually an L shape. So you put the L at the back of the house and you create an internal courtyard. And that courtyard gives you light into your existing room, but also into your extension and also into... So all the rooms are now looking around a courtyard, which means it has no wind. You know, you you have this lovely little oasis and if you're Mm. lucky enough that the courtyard is facing west or south, you're out there with your coffee and canopies. Right. Lovely. Uh, OK, so so uh, then at that point, you've kind of, you've figured those aspects out. Um, if you have an architect, does an architect find you a builder or does the architect do that kind of tendering process? Yes, they do. Or the yeah. engineer. Oh, the engineer they can will, do that too. They will do that process. Uh, and they'll also um, <coughs> help with the planning commission aspect Correct. of it. Yeah, if you require planning. Yes. So uh, there's all things. If you have a two-story house and you're in a terrace, you have to come in one and a half metres on either side if you're putting on a second story. So there's there's rules and regulations and sometimes the size of the extension you would like to put on, but what you can actually get permission for are two different things. Yeah. Actually, on that point, somebody wants to know, uh, what about the neighbour's right to light and privacy? When does that come into play with an extension? Really, once you're doing a second floor. Okay. Um, but if your first floor is under three metres at your ridge, you're probably all right. Mm. If it's a two-storey one... We'll like Straight to planning. Uh, no yes. questions asked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, but, but say uh, uh, frosted glass windows, if that's in the, in, yeah, in the, in the plans. You can do up. that as well. But I'm just saying you need planning and you're into a process. At the moment, if somebody objects, if your neighbour objects... You, you might get planning out of the board at the moment in two years. Oh, God. Yeah. So by the time the two years is up and you've analysed the plans for two years, you just go, I couldn't be bothered. Yeah. So just remember, there is processes involved. All right. Which so can be complicated. If you are going to do that, perhaps go in and talk to the <laughs> neighbours first. And Absolutely. Always talk to the neighbours. They're going to see the notice. Yeah. So you may as well engage with them. Yeah. And the planners like the fact that you've engaged. They don't have to agree. But at least you've engaged and you might have said, well, I've taken this on board and I did this and I did that. 
And then when it goes into planning, you have a much better case of getting planning permission. Right. Okay. Now, the, the in terms of payments, then oh, loads. What, what, give me what, money. Yeah, give me what, the money, babe. What, what are the typical stage payments? Stage the payments process? are the architect or engineer for getting your planning permission. You also then will be paying for a set of tender drawings, which go out to your contractors. One of the problems with tender drawings is there's a thing called a builder's finish which is basically you're walking into a shell with the walls plastered and painted, no floor down, no kitchen and no bathroom. Right. Okay. So you need to be careful as to what's included in your contract Mm. because you can think I'm spending 100 grand but it's going to cost you 200 grand because possibly you'd like a kitchen. Yes, that would be a a basic requirement. Yeah, so you just need to be very careful over those little nuances Mm. again. But but presumably your your, your, uh, engineer, your architect will... Well, that's why you see a lot of people use builders and they don't use professional services. And this can lead to misunderstanding as you, the builder goes, yeah, well, I'm giving you a builder's finish and you're going, but where's my kitchen? Yeah. So I'm just saying that's why you need professionals. Uh, There's a kind of, there still is a perception that a lot of builders are dodgy. Are those days gone largely now? I couldn't comment on that. Okay, I'll take. That I think as, it's, I'll it, take that as a yes. Then it's very difficult at the moment. There, there, there are no skills. Yeah, there are no, you know, carpenters, block layers, anything you want. Like you go and try and get a bit of a thing oh, done. Oh, I know. House. Yeah, like I know. it's mad at the moment. Yeah, the, 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 but, the but can I also say that people get afraid of engaging with an architect, and they shouldn't, or an interior designer. And the best way to initially engage with an architect, which is what we do, is somebody can come in and buy a half day. Mm. And you actually go out to the house, wave your arms with them, get them comfortable, give them some principles and also talk about money. Because if you're building 40 square metres, it's going to cost you 160,000 in today's market. And then everyone will go, well, that's why I'm only spending 160,000. But then you have to do up your house. Yeah. So the cost and the cost of construction at the moment is just huge. And that's why I'd recommend to people that before they go off and do an extension, that they think about the home they have and see if they could use the money more wisely in it. Yeah. And I imagine if you even go to the point where you definitely do need an extension, that perhaps has a knock-on effect on the rest of the house and other things might need to be remodeled there. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're going to upgrade and retrofit, that's the time to do it. Crikey. Yeah. There's a, now, can you get, uh, what grants are available or are, are there any? <clears throat> yeah, there's a number of grants available. So the SEAI grant is available with um, one-stop shops like, uh, I don't know, Super Homes. And you go to them and they'll manage the whole process for you in terms of maximising your grants. If you go yourself, it's much more complicated and you won't get the maximum of grants. So I would advise you go to a one-stop shop. The other grant that's available is obviously at the moment the vacant grant and the uh, derelict grant. Mm. And you'd be amazed how many houses are on on the market at the moment that uh, you can avail of this grant. And that's where you submit a plan saying, this is what I'm going to do. You can prove that it hasn't been used for two years and you get a grant of up to 50,000 or 70,000 if it's derelict. Mm. And they're two great grants. And you can also use the SAI grant and the derelict grant. So you could be looking at a total of 100,000. 
Okay. Well, that wouldn't <clears> be... Uh, but it does come with conditions. And I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they only just ha- drop it off at your house. Yeah, you just say, write in and say, please send... <laughs> we'll trust you. That's, uh, that's absolutely but it, fine. It's, it's really well worth doing. Yeah. And again, that's about being systematic in your process. And it may well be that's the point to engage with an engineer to assist you in filling out that form correctly. Yeah. Uh, right, a lot of questions. We are mid-terrace, but we'd love to put an extension on the back of the house to give us more living space. Do builders need access uh, to a side passage in order to get the equipment through? We have a patio that would have to be taken up, I assume. No, they they will wreck your house. Yeah. And they'll actually go through doors with little diggers. Yeah. And that's, so there's it's no other way through that. Yeah, but you need to move out. Please yeah. move out. See, and that's the thing, because you've said, you know, 40 square metres cost 160 grand, plus the cost of moving out, moving out someplace yeah. or even finding someplace to move out to. Correct. Or go on holidays. Yeah. Just go on holidays for three months. Yes. Can you imagine what you come back to? <laughs> and it cost you a bit as well. Uh, what's the story when building a 40 square metre <clears throat> extension consisting of a kitchen, dining room and a master bedroom? I've been told I can't have a bedroom coming off a kitchen due to fire safety. Is there any way around this as uh, you can buy a ready-made home pod with this layout? Yes, you can do exactly you can do exactly what they want. The pod will be an issue because I don't believe it'll come up to uh, building requirements in terms of building standard. So there are loads of lovely pods out there, but they don't comply with regulations in terms of energy efficiency. Yeah. However... If your extension is less than 50 square feet of the overall house, it doesn't need to comply. OK, so you'd have to have a pretty small house to begin with. Correct. Yeah, but I'm, I'm yeah. just, it, it, while the pods is a great idea, just remember that they aren't fully insulated. Yeah, and so, but, but, I, can, but I thought like a pod was the thing you'd have in the back garden rather than you oh, could no, actually you connect it to your absolutely. house. Absolutely. There's fabulous um, old containers made into... Terrific extensions, which are all insulated and comply with regulation. Yeah. So they're gettable. Oh, they are gettable. They have yeah. to be craned in and off you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's... Uh, and, and would they be significantly cheaper then? No. Unfortunately, we live in a world <laughs> where nothing's cheaper. I have to tell you, I'm horrified at the moment. We're, we're getting costs back, um, which are 25% higher than we would have anticipated at the beginning of this year, which was already... Expensive uh, as it was. 40% yeah. higher than two years ago. And that's only in the last six months. Yes. So. Uh, we bought a second-hand house six years ago. It has a conservatory which leaks and is permanently damp. We'd love to knock it and replace it with a brick extension. Will that be a problem? You can No, no problem, so long as it's under four, 40 square metres. And they haven't already uh, extended. Uh, <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why people... Because originally conservatives wouldn't have required, or would they even now no, require planning extension? they don't extension. require, because they're, they're small and yeah. they're under the 40 square metres. Uh, you, you just have to make sure you're not looking into the neighbour who might like to run around, you know, naked. Yeah, or you may actually want to look in on the neighbour. Yeah, well, you could that. do. Of course, uh, sorry, can sorry, can you ask your guest, can I convert an old horse stable, it's 14 by 28 feet, into an Airbnb accommodation without planning? I believe farmers can build a cattle shed up to 300 square metres without planning, Dan wants to know. No, you have to have planning, particularly if it's Airbnb. And um, you, you, you could do it if it's attached to the house and there's a door between 
uh, and it's under 40 square metres and the building isn't listed, which it may well be. Yes. So, you know, there's <laughs> other little challenges out there. But it's very exciting and I totally agree that outbuildings should be converted into houses without any uh, major um, planning issues. But unfortunately, that's not the case. Uh, somebody else wonders, I don't understand why so many extensions nowadays are mostly glass. My wife and I are keen to build an extension, but we want something cosy and warm. Why do so many architects seem to insist on very heavy, uh, light-filled spaces? Is it possible to build something more traditional with a fireplace in it, I wonder? I don't think you can get a fireplace now, aren't they? No, you, well, no in an extension you can put in a fireplace because you don't have to get up to full B-car. Uh, so just to right. say you can't okay. put it in a fireplace. Uh, the answer is it's your taste and you're entitled to do whatever you want on your extension. So if you want Georgian windows, put in your Georgian windows. If you don't want big panes of glass, don't have big panes of glass. OK. It's your house. You enjoy yeah. what you like. Well, ask. I'm going to ask a controversial question then, Hugh. Is this all Dermot Bannon's fault? It's all Dermot. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I blame Dermot. Dermot. He's on a rampage of putting glass boxes on the backs of people's heads. That corner heads. window. My yeah. God, if I see one more corner window, <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> but I suppose that the light, uh, the glass thing is an easy way to get as much light as possible Well, you're the also getting free energy. You're yes. getting free yeah. heat. Yeah. Uh, particularly with the glazing. If you have a triple glaze or a single double glaze system, you're actually retaining the heat. So it's a great source of heat in your house. But also... You know, in in Ireland, we just are, you know, sunlight deprived. Yeah. Uh, how to go about building over a garage? It's a semi-detached house that was already converted into a room. Uh, what would the cost be? Sorry. Yeah, I think what they have, they want to build on top of a oh, garage. Yeah, it, it, the garage has already right. been converted. You need planning permission. It'll cost you two thousand euros a square meter. Okay. So if you add on 40 square metres, it costs you 160,000, plus the alterations and changes to the existing house. So you'll be lucky to get out of it with about 200 grand. Uh, I'm, I'm, I thought I'd do good I know. news. Yeah, I'm a yeah, good that's, news story. That's, that's, yeah. Do you know? Uh, what about an attic conversion done without planning? Windows are to the rear and not overlooking any neighbours. How does this affect the resale of the house? You have to have planning if you put windows in. You don't need planning if you put in Velux roof lights on the rear. But the main issue with the upper using the attic is you must have two thirds of the room must have a height of eight feet. Right, yes. Sorry I'm using old-fashioned. It's my yeah. age, you see. That's okay. 2.4 uh, metres. Uh, now, and, and pl- pl- also with attic conversions, are, are there are, if you like, two varieties of attic oh, conversions. It, it comes to that 400 yeah. square. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the 40 square metres again. So you can convert the attic, put in your roof lights, but it has to comply with head height. And that okay. can be a real challenge in a house. And therefore, when you see houses that for sale... When they go up into the attic and there's beds in it, they call it the most obscure things you've ever seen to get over the issue of head height. Yes. So so that's a, a technically... All oh right. So you can't call it a bedroom. Can you call it a home study, office or something? Study. A study. study. Yes. Play child's playroom. Yeah. But that's basically a, yeah. a, a conversion without planning permission. Right. Can you fix that then? You probably can't because that's the no, apex of the roof. You, you can only put out... Um, you put out dormers, big white dormers, yeah, on the back of the house. But again, you need planning to do that. Yeah, it's great uh, planning is the, great. Uh, 
Uh, the, uh, as an architect, I agree with everything he advised, oh, particularly God. about maybe not needing an extension. <clears throat> One point people don't realise when it comes to buildings is that engineers are specialists, civil, structural, mechanical, mechanical etc. They know everything about a little. Architects are generalists. We know a little about everything. You don't use an architect then, because that's very dangerous. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Imagine going to the doctor who knows very little about it. You know, lots about everything. You could die. Yeah. Uh, so, well, and similar thing, planning advice should be issued by professional planners. There are conditions and limitations regarding exempted <clears throat> development, including for exemptions. These depend on a number of things, including location, planning, conditions, etc. Planning is complicated. Well, I think Hugh has uh, uh, already uh, underlined that point. Uh, quite a lot that it's complicated. Uh, are there still grants available after the work is done? I have recently done a full revamp and extension on a derelict house and never availed of the grants. Can I backtrack these and get them? No. No. There you go. Simple answer, wasn't it? Yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of outbuildings, we have an old dry store about 40 foot from the side of the house. We live in a rural area. Would it be possible to build a connecting link from the house to that one and convert the outbuilding into a granny flat? A fancy one, mind you. Fabulous. Love it. You have to get planning. Yeah. But there won't be, (laughs) in my opinion, there won't be an issue because you're connecting the existing house with the granny flat. Yes. If they were separate, there would be an issue. Uh, the uh, Can you ask him again about uh, the question, why can't I build the extension of the kitchen, dining and master bedroom due to fire safety? I was only saying that you can buy a ready-made pod, which I don't want to. Okay, so... The so you can build, yeah. build what you're suggesting. Yeah. The issue is, is there a bathroom in there? What were the, the three rooms? Uh, he's looking at a kitchen, diner and a, and a, and a bedroom. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I converted my extension into an apartment, blocked up the doors into the original house, and I'm currently using the side entrance. Can I register this as a new house? No. <laughs> Can you apply for retrospective planning permission? Sometimes, but not on a listed structure. Yeah. So, But that's, that's retention, is it? If it's yeah, been you there can't for... do that anymore. Oh, can you not? Ret- yeah, retention's cancelled. Oh, God. Yeah, on on, on uh, um, um, listed buildings, listed okay. properties. Uh, what's the difference between a roof light and a window in an attic? Oh, um, a roof light is if you have a flat roof and you put a big glass yeah. um, window in the roof. Yeah. And the roof light is a sort of a Velux roof light, so it's on the angle of the roof. Yeah. Uh, but a bit, I, oh right, and a, but a window would be that kind of dormer thing that's Correct. jutting out. A dormer is where you jut it out, um, and that allows you then to get the eight feet over the scalar size of the bedroom. Yeah, if if you want to actually mm. do it properly. Now, when your extension is is completed, and and you know there there is a snag list that your engineer or architect will go around and make sure everything. But but it can often happen that. Everyone's gone and six weeks later, oh, water's pouring through the ceiling oh. or that kind of stuff. Can, can, do you hold back an amount yeah, of money you, you, to make you, them yeah, come yeah. back? You, you'd, ho- you'd do a snagging list. When the snags are done, you'd re- release an amount of the retained money and you'd retain the balance for a year. Oh, would you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and that is pretty standard practice. Oh, builders it's absolutely are happy standard that. practice. Now, the builder, again, might can tell the un- <laughs> the, the un- the client, if there isn't a consultant involved, but that would not be fair to the builders. So what you just do is you retain a lump of money that's sufficient 
to to cover what might happen. So don't you wouldn't retain if you spent one hundred and sixty thousand, you'd want to keep eight or ten grand back. Mm. Just to yeah, keep them interested. Uh, they, w- would you recommend knocking the original back wall while building an extension, or build it as a separate room? I imagine heating an extra forty square meters might be expensive, as you suddenly doubled your living space. Ideally, you'd take the wall down, integrate the house properly into the extension. Yeah. Otherwise, you end up with dark rooms. Yeah. But and th- that's does that mean don't putting want. RSJs in? Yeah, and but all that they're stuff. all. That's yeah. your engineer lash up an RSJ. Yeah. No you problem. You know, no problem at all. Yeah. I'm always amazed at that. Yes. <laughs> and and there's no issue with these things. It's amazing what buildings will will allow. Mm. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, what do they mean by habitable space when talking about attics? A study office versus bedroom. You inhabit your office during the day, or is inhabit just if you sleep there, uh, which you may well do at your desk. No, in, in a habitable space is your kitchen, your dining room, your living room, your bedrooms. Right, but so an attic is some sort of other. If it's well, if it if, doesn't if, have if permission, it, correct. If it's not one of those or can't comply with the head heights, for example then it is one of the others. It's, yeah. it's a habitable space for other activities. Yeah. And so uh, so we're looking, but we're looking at from kind of uh, um, uh, womb to tomb, as Brendan Behan said, you're looking at three months, really, at, at, at least. For, for what? For, for From the time you sit down with your architect to the time your extension is built. Three months? Yeah. Should three months, you'll only have sort of teased it out with the architecture. Oh, right. Oh, God. Then you have to create your your tender drawings. Yeah. Then you have to decide it's uh, November. So I'm not going to build then. So I'm going to build in March. Mm. And then when they go on site, you're probably looking at, I don't know, three, four, six, 12 months. How am I doing? Uh, yeah, you're, uh, you've cheered me right up. I'm delighted. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. you very much. That was great. That was great. Uh, I, well, I love coming just in. Move just into, great fun. Move into a, t- uh, a tent instead. Hugh Wallace, thanks, thanks a million for coming into us today. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.